1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey
1: guys, it's us us. Siddiqui here um, from the Lower Foot Podcast. I'm here today with fantasy.football.analyst. Worth noting, he has dots in his name. I have to say that every time.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. That was Joey fantasy dot football dot analyst this is for us Dicky welcome to the upper hand fantasy podcast not the lower foot podcast that's cousin is that, is that what you said that that's that is our cousin podcast that we have we're also starting that as well uh, those come out on on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. no no they don't uh, but thanks for thanks for joining us' uh, gonna gonna talk about some start sits this week for week four got a good game tonight I think. With the Rams and, and Vikings, it's
1: it's a pretty Keep good... Keep on IR. Marcus Peters is going to miss the game. I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a field day. I think
0: so. And I kind of like it. I just think that... I mean, there's obviously that possibility of them getting after Kirk.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so that the offensive line... We saw line... what the Bills did by just applying pressure last week Th- to Kirk. You know, in in the middle of mm-hmm. that offensive line. They, so, they like... don't have Everson Griffin. Yeah. He's having a little issues of his own. Right. But, um... They still have a very good defense so. yeah they do
0: um but you know without those two corners oh, i think this,
1: Ooh, that's the wrong
0: defense the vikings you're talking about the vikings defense yeah but we're talking about getting pressure on kirk that's okay that's okay it's all right it's still relevant to the game yeah i guess what the point i was going to make is that it's it's going to be more of an offensive game with yeah Leib and peter's out which is nice for sure um joe Mixon just not practicing that so. yeah right exactly uh, so, Gio. Love Gio this week. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and get started. Um, any news you want to talk about? You, should we talk about the Rashard Matthews thing from last night? Yeah, I mean, we can touch on it. Um, he's went on... So, I think what happened was, you know, he told the team that, Hey, team, you're not targeting me. You're not using me. You're using my injury as an excuse to not play me. Um, and he was kind of being used rotationally. Uh, and he didn't like that. So, apparently... So, according to A to Z Sports or whatever the publication is uh, in Nashville. Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact. He um they did agree to part ways. He's not officially released or traded or anything like that, but apparently they did agree. That's what he said. Um so that, that now what are the what are the uh the takeaways from this? Now, obviously you have a guy like Taewon Taylor uh, who has been playing about 50 percent? Actually, no, he hasn't been playing around 50 percent of snaps. This past week, he played around 50 percent of the snaps, and that's up from I think 25 percent week two. And I think he played less than 20 percent in week one. So his opportunity is going up. Um, and with without richard Matthews there, you know, I could see him starting on the outside like he was, and then moving to the inside when they go into three wide uh,
1: sets. Yeah, so Taewon Taylor, he was playing 13% the first week, which he was injured. Um, second week, he jumped up to 41. And last week, he jumped up to 52. So, Yeah, that's a pretty healthy
0: number for now. Uh, but without, without Rashard Matthews there, that Richard could jump up even higher. Rashard Matthews also
1: playing 50% as well. Right, so, so, so he, he could be a
0: full-time player. Exactly. And we know how explosive that dude is. I mean, he can take a screen pass and just take it to the house, as Something we've seen
1: in the preseason. Tajay Sharp started with 84% of the snaps in the really? first week. And he's kind of slowly making his way down. Dwindling down. 47-39.
0: Yeah, um, I would assume that Tajay would, would probably get on the outside in three wide sets. Yeah. Um, you know, with Matt LaFleur's offense, he really likes wide receiver screens. Um, and that's something that falls right into the, the lap of someone like Taewon, who can take something like that to the house. We saw it against Houston. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in the preseason where he took, like, I think it was like a 55-yard, you know, he took like a five-yard pass into like a 55-yard play, which was pretty pretty nice. So he, I think he's worth a speculative add, even as shitty as this offense is um, for now. Like, you know, they can only go up from here. Um, and there's a lot of growing pains with learning a new offense. Um, it's basically, you know, with Delaney out, it's basically Corey Davis and Taewon.
1: Yeah, and the, the funny you say that. I actually, while I'm on the page with all the snap counts, I actually look down and I see Junu Smith. Right. Week 2, 100% of the snaps. Week 3, 92% of the snaps. Right. So he's definitely involved as well. And I think, as in general, as we see Mariota get healthier, and we're going to see him throw the ball more, um, I'll bring out the stat now. I mean, between him and Blaine Gabbert, they have a combined 325 yards in three games. That is awful. That's not good. We've seen Fitzpatrick throw more than they threw in three games in one game, and as well as many other people. So, I think you have a game where Mariota throws for over 300 yards, then you're going to see huge production from everybody else. Not huge, but you're just going to see production, which yeah. is what everybody's been laughing at. Especially from Corey Davis. Yeah, and Corey Davis, also what I should mention is, Corey Davis, of those 328 yards, Corey Davis actually has, I believe it's 151 of those yards. So imagine if they actually threw for what they should, which is like 300 yards, you know, a little over 300 yards a game, Davis is going to be a 100-yard guy a game every single week. Right, exactly. And he's going to get that
0: target share. I think uh, he ranks second to, I think it is, Michael Thomas. No, second to Michael Thomas in targets per route run um, this season. So he's obviously a buy low right now. I know a lot of people aren't buying into that offense, but at the same time, like... You can't get you know romantic about this. You have to look at the numbers, and if someone, if a guy is getting that sort of target share, um, you know, you kind of have to buy in. And if you can buy him as low as Corey Davis is right now, people are dropping him. I would definitely buy. Some him. People are dropping Corey Davis. People are dropping. I'm getting questions all the time. Hey, like, should I drop Corey Davis for whatever? And I'm just like, no, Ooh. no are there any smart people in your league trade it trade if you guys are if you league, want to get people rid are of our
1: dropping Corey Davis um me and Faraz are definitely up for joining leagues next year we would love so to just definitely send us an invite and we'll be glad to join we Both would love to is. we would love to
0: so enough about the Titans. let's let's move on to the starts we're going to be all over the place this isn't necessarily my god dude this is so <laughs> annoying there's a this like a, a guy mowing my lawn not a guy I mean I hired the guy but like the guy's mowing the lawn outside. It's just freaking annoying. Okay. I think I think he's done mowing the lawn. I think we're good. He's on break. All right. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the starts. Uh, we're not going to do this in any order. It's just an
1: order of how I was looking at the matchup. So, you we want to with... start off with the, the best one, I think? What do I say? Our start of the week? I think we both agree on who it is. Stoney Shepard? Yes. I'm not... Uh,
0: listen. Really? Uh, I love Stoney Shepherd this week, but I'm... I have so much hesitation calling any of Eli Eli Manning's weapons, you know, outside of Barkley and OBJ as starts of the week. Ooh. I'm so... I love the matchup. Like, I love it. It's just me not trusting Eli to the point where, like, I can be like, start him. But his matchup's awesome. Let's start Let's start with Sterling Shepard. How's that? Um, so Patrick Robinson, the Saints nickel corner. He's done with the year with a, I think it was a broken ankle. Um, yeah. And, like, P.J. Williams came in, and my goodness, he just let Calvin Ridley have a ridiculous breakout game last week, three touchdowns, more than 100 yards. I mean, to put his coverage into numbers, he's allowing a point and a half fantasy points, like 1.5 fantasy points per route run against him. I mean, like, you just run a route against him. And here, as a point. as a point for you. <laughs> he's, he's allowing – he allowed a perfect – 158.3 passer rating when targeted. Now, in this matchup, I'm going to assume Eli Manning looks Shepard way a ton because of it. Obviously, Marshawn Lattimore has an up and down year. I don't necessarily think OBJ is going to have a problem having a good game, but you know why not target your next favorite wide
1: receiver whose matchup is way too good? Yeah, right. I mean, in the in the slot, you have Evan Ingram who's going to be out. Um, you have Eli Manning who has quietly been having a Pretty, I mean, statistically, he's been having a good season. He hasn't had a good line, but... last uh, In the last game, he had a pretty good game. He had a good last game, yeah. but overall... The, the game before that, he was just checking it down to every single play to Saquon, yeah. But he's got over 800... He's got 800 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he's completing 73% of his passes right now. He's got five yards rushing, which is very big for Eli. I mean, five yards on the ground... That usually takes like years for him, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I just really like this matchup. For no, it, the matchup is amazing.
0: I just don't trust Eli Manning as much, which is why I can't consider someone like him a start of the week. I for know. example, mm-hmm. I, I think he can definitely mess us up for us. You know, and uh, it would you know, be
1: an Eli thing to do. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. I want to. I, I almost want to put more of the blame on the offensive line. Nate Solder at left tackle has this...
0: Well, the thing is, like we've seen Eli Manning uh, in great matchups before. Yes, and you know sometimes he's he's done great, um, but sometimes he's really let us down. Now, I, I, Eli Manning and Sterling Shepard definitely have rapport when the targets aren't spread out as much. You know, like when For OBJ sure. was out, Sterling Shepard was getting peppered. Everett Ingram's out. He should get peppered. He should. Because there's a lot of targets that were going Engum's way that is just not going to be there anymore. Little um, do we know, Rhett
1: Ellison's going to have over 100 <laughs> receiving targets.
0: <laughs> you know, even though I do hesitate a bit because it seems too good to be true, I have to have Shepard in my lineup this week, you know, for that possibility of a huge game. And and this game can be a shootout, too. So exactly. I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely all, I'm, I'm definitely, I was going to say all in. But I'm definitely. Uh, Half in. No, You're, like I would say like 80% in. 80 that's pretty good. I have 85. I'm not 80% on anybody, like, mm. ever. So, th- so this week is, is pretty good. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think he's going to have a good game. I mean, he's just such a good matchup. You know, Would and, you
1: stream me uh, this week? Would I stream him? Yeah, I'll stream him in a, in a 12-teamer. Who's there, probably. In a
0: 12-teamer, yeah. like I'd rather stream guys like Case Keenum over him, for example, this week. Shootout um, in KC. Yeah, I well, think, in Denver, exactly. I, I, I think Case Keenum and his weapons are, are good, too, so... It's close. I just I trust Case Keenum a little bit more than Eli, personally. Um, but, but let's move on to the rest of the guys. Um, James White is a guy I like this week. PPR only against Miami. Um, I know like the game script, quote-unquote, might not be there for him this week. I know we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami's just struggled against pass-catching running backs through these first few weeks of the season. They've given up five receptions to Deion Lewis, five to Bilal Powell, six to Jalen Richard. The Patriots, I think, should recognize that. And with the defense focusing on Gronk and Josh Gordon, I think Lewis can rack up five to seven catches in this game for like somewhat White. of a safe floor. Did I say Lewis? Sorry. Yes, yes. James White. <laughs> um Sorry. Now, the Dolphins are also in the top ten in allowing fantasy points to running backs through three weeks. Um, and I think White should continue his stretch of good games in PPR, especially with Rex Burkett placed on IR now. It's kind of a two-man backfield at this point. Yeah. I say that now, but it might but be <laughs> You never know. Barnes is going to get some snaps, <laughs> Uh But yeah, no, I think in PPR, I think James White is a is you know he's a, he's a he's a good start uh, if you want somebody with a safe floor. I think.
1: Yeah, as a Patriots fan, um, there's a stat that was actually shared with me. Uh, James White's production in the passing game without Amendola or Edelman. We know Amendola's in Miami, obviously, but uh, without Amendola or Edelman in the game. I think the targets jumped from 5 to 11. The yards jumped to, like, 50, 60, 70 yards. And the touchdowns average one touchdown a game. And this is without James White, without Tanya Mandela, or Julian Edelman in the lineup. So this is the last week we're going to have without Edelman. That's a good time to take advantage of it. Even if there's a negative, you know, even if there's a... They're ahead, and they don't necessarily need to use White. Um, One thing i like to share is that White was actually named a captain this year for the Patriots. So they do view him as an important part of the team. He's currently the 15th-ranked running back right now in PPR. And if you're in a PPR league, I think James White is a good play this week.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, Another guy who didn't have the best game on the ground last week, which is why I prefer him in PPR this week, is Lamar Miller uh, in Indy. The Colts, they've allowed the second most receptions to running backs through the first three weeks. Um yes, you know, obviously that gets a little boosted with Chris Thompson getting thirteen receptions against them. Uh but Adrian Peterson caught three balls for thirty against them. Um what's Just
1: that? a little breaking news. What's that? Titans announced they're planning to release Roshard Matthews. Oh, okay, there you go. So rather than go. trading him or just like letting him sit on the yeah. team, he's officially being released. Right.
0: Apparently they couldn't get some trade offers. I was reading that earlier today. Um, so that's rank. interesting. He's older. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We we did talk about this earlier. So that sounds like a Patriots ad. It does. I think I feel like every wide receiver getting any wide receiver getting released sounds like a Patriot. Because and the Patriots were. But the only thing working is working out
1: targets. I mean,
0: right. But I feel like he would be okay going to the Patriots. Like, I feel like yeah, any I mean, wide receiver. If I were to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they in the Super Bowl. The maybe, race. sure, whatever. I'm still on the bench. <laughs> um, but I think he's a good wide receiver. I think he can land in a good spot and actually be productive. Dallas? Dallas, um, um, that just
1: sounds like so many mediocre. They, I, feel, I feel like they need it, they need it for sure. Well, I wouldn't be interested in fantasy, though. No, fantasy, no, it yeah. yeah. doesn't matter who Dallas signs, I'm not interested <laughs> as long as Dak is starting <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so back to Lamar Miller Adrian
0: Peterson caught three balls for 30 against Indy. Uh, Smallwood and Clement had three catches each last week. Mixon had five catches of 54 against them. It sounds like a defense that isn't defending the running back in the past game, so. The Texans did lose uh, Bruce Ellington to IR. That can open up some of these short targets to Miller, who's caught five of six targets last week against the Giants. The Giants didn't really give Miller any room to run, but Miller was able to be effective on the ground in the first two weeks. The Colts are in the top ten in fantasy points allowed to running backs so far, and I would try to have Miller in my lineup this week, preferably in PPR leagues.
1: And if you're looking at two great deep threats in Hopkins and Fuller, it's gonna spread the field for tremendously sure. for someone like Miller to catch passes out of the backfield or even run. I mean he can pick up uh chunk plays on the ground too. So Miller's not a not a bad start this week. No, really. no, I don't think so. Um
0: Tevin Coleman against Cincy this week. Uh he couldn't get it done last week against the Saints, but he did I think he did catch a catch a ball for, for a touchdown. The Saints have actually been pretty stout against the, the run yeah. this year. Uh, they've allowed only yards per carry so far this season he sees a Bengals team who's allowed four and a half yards per carry after Christian McCaffrey tore them up last week uh obviously Coleman isn't McCaffrey but the Bengals weren't really tested in the prior weeks after going up against the Colts the Ravens the Falcons should stay in this game obviously you know they should want to control the clock because of how bad their defense is after all the injuries yeah so without Freeman in the lineup once again I think Coleman should see close to 20 touches so, you know, I'm going to follow the volume here, especially when an offense is moving the ball.
1: And on the flip side, I mean, Giovanni Bernard is in a really good situation this week as well.
0: 100%. Let's talk about Gio. So he's, you know, on the other team. This game is in Atlanta. Assuming that Joe Mixon sits this one out, did you get you got a notification saying he yeah, didn't practice? Yeah, he's not
1: practicing Thursday. It, it wasn't likely he was going to play this week anyway. Right. I exactly. think next week is a better, better timetable. But... Okay.
0: Yeah, not practicing. You would like to see a limited at least on the Thursday.
1: Exactly. Um, you know, so that, that doesn't. Friday's the big. Yeah, day. I mean, I,
0: I don't see him going. But from... even if he's limited
1: on Friday, same. It's still and not.
0: I also don't obviously don't see him going from no practice to a full practice on Friday either. Um, so we're going to assume Joe Mixon's sitting this one out. Uh, he can return in Week Five, but this week I think Bernard has to be in lineups, especially in PPR. But even in standard, I think he's a good play. It's rare for a back to get 100% of all running back touches, but that's what Gio got last week.
1: So did Christian McCaffrey. Fun fact. He got, well, not all the touches. But Christian McCaffrey had 100% Christian
0: McCaffrey. Of snaps. He Sorry. did have 100% of the snaps. It was amazing. I and think Gio with, did, too. With the amount of touches he had, too, that's amazing. Yeah, Gio did, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bernard, he saw nine mm-hmm. targets last week. He caught five of them for 25. And that's something that's very encouraging for this week. The Falcons have allowed 36 receptions to running back so far. The next highest is 28. That means that running backs are averaging nine receptions per game against them. That's just nuts. That's now, nine fantasy Now, granted, granted, they did play against Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara.
1: Well, Christian so McCaffrey far. played against them last week, right? Yeah. He yeah. had one catch. Really? I believe so. I'll double check on that while you're going, but I'm pretty sure Christian Chris McCaffrey only had one catch against them last week. Really? I don't be... think so. Let me... Let's see. Am I crazy? Let's double check that. Are you crazy? I have it right here. Hold on, two catches. Yeah, two catches. Yards.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's good to know. Wow, I for some reason I just assumed that he caught rushes. like 20 rushes. Yeah, I just assumed that Christian McCaffrey had had more than that. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so in this game. You know, obviously, I think Bernard should be able to salvage a five-reception game uh, at yeah, the very he, least. And it actually helps
1: her point. I mean, a guy like Chris McCaffrey right. used to catch had ball. two. He only had two catches, and they're insane. still averaging nine catches a game. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> so. I
0: just assumed that it was nine receptions because of McCaffrey. Elvin oh, Kamara, my God, he's a beast. Uh, in three weeks uh, where Bernard had close to the full load last year, he averaged five catches per game. So, if Mixon and misses again, like you should, I think he's a must-start in PPR leagues this week and should be started in all formats. For sure. Carlos Hyde in Oakland. Um, I think he's a start this week. With Baker Mayfield in and Hyde's volume kind of locked up on early downs, I think he has to be in consideration as an every-week start almost. Fun fact, I called Carlos Hyde's big game last you week. You did. I told you. I was but like, not, it's more than football. It wasn't only his birthday...
1: But he was, he was having his, a kid. I told you before. His he has to rush to the hospital after his son. From the hospital to the game after his son was born, and it was his birthday. So of course he was going to have a big game. He was destined to have a big game. And Bacon Mayfield came in. So, yes. What a day Carlos Hyde had. I think like that was it was such a it was such a love story. I think
0: his na- son's name is Carlos Junior.
1: I, I haven't looked up the name. I
0: think it is. Maybe, maybe it affects. Maybe he'll body. be in the NFL one day. Maybe. I wonder what the NFL is going to be like when his son is old enough fly to play. Football. You think so? It's just going to be fly football? The quarterbacks will have to... It's going to be the NFFL. NFFL. The National Fly Football League.
1: <laughs> quarterbacks are wearing giant bubble suits and you can't pop any of the bubbles. I wonder, man.
0: I wonder if all... You know, like this whole like, sacking the, sack the
1: quarterback. Yeah, it's just rough. I think if the XFL happens... Right. Then the NFL is going to make some changes yeah to, because if users start the XFL, XFL
0: will basically be like everything is legal like you can poke people's from, eyes
1: from what I've seen that's what they did last time it didn't go well Right, they didn't last that long but uh, Oliver wants to make it kind of just like every football fan's dream right how there's no bad no crazy calls everything they hate
0: about the NFL everything they love about the NFL in one yep wow okay okay so Carlos Hyde you know this, I think this offense is just going to move better, right, with Mayfield in. Hyde's going to have more goal line opportunities, even though he's got, he had, what, what does he have, like four touchdowns in three weeks right now? Yep. Um. He had, he scored twice last week after Mayfield took over. Hyde only trails Todd Gurley.
1: I was, uh, oh, I was going to say that. Was that yours? That that oh, take I yours? Say you that. say it. Okay, so <laughs> Todd Gurley has 62 attempts. And Carlos side has the second most with sixty one. There you go. <laughs> so I think we can. I was de- looking at it. I was like, Oh, okay. I can't wait to Ooh, bring myself. This this say up. it. <laughs> and then I heard you go in that direction. Sorry, I was man. Like, no. Sorry, man. That's
0: all I have. Do you want to like re-record this part, and you can say it? No, it's okay. Just, you sure? Just, let's just keep going. All right, fine. All right, so I I think we can depend on his volume uh, with this offense. Twenty two carries, sixteen carries, twenty three carries in the last uh, in the first three weeks. I think those are numbers we can get used to. Four touchdowns in three games. Hyde's in a roll. Not
1: to mention his efficiency when Baker came into the game. Yeah. I mean, we saw some way better. decent things in the first half. But that second half when Baker was in was when Hyde yeah. really went off forward. I, I,
0: I think so. Um, and one thing to note, if you have Hyde, I think Nick Chubb should be added as an upside kind of like
1: handcuff to get that all that early down work. Yeah, I mean, with the limited work Nick Chubb has seen... He has seven yards carry. Yeah, and no, five point nine. Remember,
0: before last season, Carlos Hyde was very injury prone, mm-hmm. and I
1: think a lot of us forgot about
0: that because he, had, you know, he had a healthy season. Yeah. Um, remember, Gronk had healthy seasons too, uh, exactly. but more in more seasons of him being injured. You know, he's he has that label. Um, so I think if you have Hyde, he's doing really well. He's in a good spot, a good role. I think Nick Chubb needs to be added. Uh, if you have him.
1: Now, while we're here, I just want to bring something up. Because sure. I've been getting a lot of questions about Duke Johnson Jr. Mm. Droppable? I think PPR, you hold on to him. You see what his role is with Baker, Moving right? forward. Because mm-hmm. you see, I mean, Tyrod's a guy, if he's in trouble, rather than dumping it off to Duke, he's just going to run it. What is he seeing? He, is he still seeing about 50% of snaps? Let me check on that. But, I mean, either way, it's just... After finishing the 12th best running back last year. Well, 50% is, is more than
0: what he's getting production wise and, and opportunity wise. So Duke Johnson's
1: playing 38% of the snaps. For the season? Um, or is he that just went last week? 46, game? 37, 38. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. So Carlos Hyde has been 53, 58, yeah. 58. And, and
0: that kind of makes sense, right? Obviously, Hyde's volume did go down that second game, they had to catch up a little bit. And I can understand that part. Uh, but still, even in that second
1: game, I don't think he got too much work either. He really didn't. He really hasn't done much. I I would personally see if you can hold on to him for another week or right. maybe see what he does right. in a well, negative game. Uh, yeah, or...
0: I, I, exactly. And I think with the quarterback change, a lot changes on this offense. Yeah. So he, it's a different he's, offense. He's part of that. Um, and, and they did say that they want to give him more opportunities mm-hmm. as well. So this week, is, I think it's a favorable matchup against the Raiders. Um, they've been giving up almost five yards per carry to opposing running backs. This Browns defense isn't as bad as they were in the past, so I think game script should be less of an issue going forward for Hyde. Yeah. Browns look good. Drake couldn't do much against Oakland, though. Could he?
1: As a Jets fan, how do you feel about losing to the Browns?
0: Losing to the Browns? Oh, it was such a Jets moment. Um, I talked about this on Instagram. I mean, like, for the Jets to give the Browns their first win in two years, um, and Baker Mayfield's, like, crowning moment, it's such a Jets moment. I mean, the Jets are the reason why Tom Brady ever became a thing. Right? I mean, the Jets were the ones who injured Drew Bledsoe and that's when Tom Brady came in. So, like, whatever the Jets do is just, like, it's part of their fate. You know, it's, (laughs) listen, as a Jets fan, the only way that I could, like, cope with all this is think that it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the (laughs) climb. To you'll get back a championship to Super Bowl. in 50 years. <laughs> we'll eventually have one and boy will it be sweet. <laughs> okay. Uh want to talk about Philip Lindsay? He's going up against Kansas City at home. I don't think Lindsay will see punishment, like more no, punishment. I
1: saw official word he's not going to be suspended.
0: Oh, no, I meant from the team. Like I I not know that oh, that no, I understand. Oh, no, the team's behind him. Yeah, I think a little so too. Jab. Yeah, I exactly you know I don't think he's gonna get anything and he knows like,
1: that's not the kind of player he is exactly in terms of usage I mean it wasn't really so. throwing punches
0: like he was just kind of like getting guys off of him throwing was, jabs like get, like get off of me type of thing I think that's what it looked like
1: something so little it, I didn't even get to see the it, game it, but...
0: it, it didn't look malicious it, it didn't look dumb you know it wasn't like a dumb play you know what I mean like Michael Crabtree like it wasn't that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it wasn't Crabtree uh, to leave. Like he was on the ground. It like, wasn't Ramsey trying to like get AJ a guy giving each other a chuckle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think he's going to still see the field. This is a great matchup for Lindsey. He's capable in both the run and pass game. I think he's still going to see the field in case the Chiefs go up big, and the Chiefs are giving up more than five yards per carry, the third most receptions to running backs, the second most fantasy points to the position. So I say I'll say he's a good start this week. As now, far as I mean, Royce
1: Freeman... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is Royce Freeman a... It could be a shootout. He could see a goal line work. Is yeah. it just like throw him in your lineup? See yeah, I happens, think so. I mean, he's,
0: I think he's touchdown dependent. This is a soft matchup. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to play him, like this is probably the, the week to do it. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be flex-worthy and he'll have more opportunity than most games to see that goal line carry. Um, I think the total implied total for this game is 56 points. Yeah. That's insane. So this this has
1: the biggest chance to be uh, a shootout. I'm gonna give you a little. Would you rather here, right? Okay. Would you rather start in a PPR league? Okay. Antonio Callaway, or Royce Freeman? That's a great question.
0: I think I would start Callaway in a PPR. Yes. If it was like a half point or a standard, I would go. You're going for the
1: touchdown. I think so. All right now. I'll do one more. Just
0: because I like to I, I like not to be dependent on touchdowns, especially in PPR leagues.
1: Are you going Royce Freeman or Mike Williams? Mike Williams, hundred percent. Okay. I'm I'm out of ideas.
0: Yeah, only because Mike Williams has shown to be yeah, he he had what, three touchdowns in two games and, and something like that. Most of his production came last game when yeah, the game and, was and colored, he he covered. also he also had a touchdown in that first game second game. No, he had a touchdown in the second game and he had yardage in the first game. So he's getting yardage too. It's not just like he's getting like, you know, one one uh target in the end zone he's catching that. You know, he's not he's not Josh Docksinng it. You know, he's yeah. he's productive outside of that. So I'm I'm perfectly fine. With he's he's somebody that I want in my lineups PPR, non-PPR, whatever. He's a guy I want in my lineups. Um so moving on to Calvin Ridley against Cincy right? I think it's a little tough to sit a guy after a three touchdown performance. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, but his matchup isn't really bad at all this week. W- William, William Jackson Jackson's the third, gonna be, um... he's gonna be on Julio mm-hmm. right for most of the time, and that's gonna leave Ridley matched up with Drake or Patrick and Darkies Dennard for almost seventy five percent of his route. So you know, don't expect to put up those like crazy numbers again that he put up last week. But he should have a respectable game in this matchup. Remember, the Falcons' defense is banged up. You know
1: these two should be able to keep scoring on each other with the potential of a shootout. Ryan's going to need to keep slinging it and all year long. I think Steve Sarkesian. This this probably doesn't even make sense, but I just think it's right. funny. His offense hasn't worked. Right. Right. We saw it in the first game. It really didn't work. They start using Calvin Ridley. He's doing well. Calvin Ridley, four touchdowns. He has more touchdowns in was it two games mm-hmm. that Julio Jones has had I think in the last 24 games that's amazing or something like that <laughs> so, I, I, I can believe that yeah no for sure that's because Julio mean, had what three last year they found something that works yeah Julio had three yeah. and one of them came from Muhammad Sanu not right. even mine right right nice so they found something that works they could try to use Calvin Ridley more and more and isn't Steve Sarkisian? Uh, was he offensive coordinator for Alabama I don't know It's a good question because Cameron Lee came out of Alabama.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, well, you know, I think Sarkisian's offense is—I would say it's good in between the twenties. When it, when it gets to the red zone, we saw a lot of troubles last year. Bad the first play game. calling,
1: in but the red you
0: zone. know, this so far, like the last two games, it
1: really hasn't been that bad. They've been kind of clicking. Um. So Steve Sarkisian Yeah. Was a offensive coordinator. For Alabama, yeah. Oh, okay. So he knows. Her. In 2016. A little, a little bit
0: of a connection there, then. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Interesting. That's good to know. A little bit of insight there from your boy, Joey. Hey, uh,
1: the <laughs> dots in between.
0: The dots in between. This should be your, your handle. Um, Michael Crabtree in Pittsburgh this week. Uh, Cody Sensabaugh, Artie Burns, they're sucking right now. They're both getting killed so far this season. They're probably going to continue rotating those guys opposite Don't let
1: three interceptions by Fitzpatrick fool you. No, Those no. are just one of them. That's pretty much, yeah, just... exactly.
0: Either way, like, the Steelers have given up the most fantasy points to the wide receiver lining up on the left side so far this year where they've been rotating. And Crabtree lines up on that side about 60% of his snaps. So I think he'll have an advantage even in the slot as well for the few snaps he'll line up there. So with 10 targets in each of the last two games, another shoot-up lined up in Pittsburgh this week. Crabtree should be able to take advantage in between
1: the 20s and the red zone. Now, let me ask you something. Sure. Who would you rather own for the rest of the year? John Brown. Oh? Huh? Was that the question you were yeah, going to ask no, me? or <laughs> John Brown? John Brown. John Brown, yeah. John Brown
0: for sure. Uh, he, he had a little bit of a scare in practice yesterday. I think he's okay, though. Uh-oh. I haven't really heard anything. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. But I think, because I even think a scare for John Brown is just Right, exactly. Uh, you know, he was catching balls without his helmet, and then he went into the locker room. Uh-oh. Um. So... I don't want to you know, foreshadow anything. Bad. I, yeah, and just you know, just 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 keep an eye out. Averaging
1: 18 yards catch. Maybe do a little
0: little Twitter search. Yeah, maybe on little John little Brown. Search <laughs> search All right, so Tyler Boyd in Atlanta. Uh, Brian Poole is their nickel corner. You know, Falcons have, are terribly banged up. You know, giving up the. Eighth. Are you
1: ready to start Tyler Boyd? Is this like? Am I ready to proved, start him? Is has he proved himself or is it just Hell kind yeah. of like?
0: Yes, he's proved himself. I watched both of those games. And he looks good. He's getting open. He's running really good routes, and he's catching everything that Dalton is throwing in his area. Um, I, I think the fact that Dalton is able to have another wide receiver be, you know, take away take away a little pressure from AJ Green, I think that that's going to benefit AJ Green. It, it benefits Dalton, and it benefits Tyler Boyd with all the attention AJ Green's getting. So this is a, a really uh, it's a win win scenario. For Dalton, um, Because he hasn't really had, you know, th- a weapon like Boyd in a while. And Boyd was, he hasn't you know... utilized
1: a weapon like Boyd. Boyd's been on the team. Yeah, he's,
0: this is his third year, you know. So it, it makes sense that it's a breakout. I mean, people were really intrigued with Boyd as a rookie. Um yeah. And it makes sense that, like, you know, a lot of rookies just... Especially wide receivers don't pan out their rookie year. It's very rare to have a rookie wide receiver have a great year. And this is kind <laughs> of his coming out party. Um <laughs> You know, it's just tough to bench him, too, because he's red hot, you know, this week. Um, Eighth most fantasy points of slot wide receivers, six catches in the last two games, averaging 111 yards and a touchdown. It sounds like someone you need to play. Currently he has more fantasy points than Odell Beckham Jr. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Sounds like Juju being better than A.B.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. (laughs) He is. (laughs) Juju Smith is the fifth best wide receiver and A.B. is the 11th. Yeah. There you go. Calvin Ridley has better than... Tyler Boyd. Anyway, um, so for those of you who don't remember, Tyler Boyd was actually the one... I, I believe he was the one who sent the Bills to the playoffs last year. Right. He had, he finished the year in a great note. Um, and, I mean, that seems to be a trend some years. Yeah, Two I think so. Two years ago, Adam Thielen finished the year strong. And he was a wide receiver one the following exactly. year. Tyler Boyd kind of had a similar track. They started using him more and more towards the end of the year. Brandon, Brandon LaFell kind of started falling out of the picture. And I guess he's just building off of that. So I think that helps more of like his credibility-wise. Right. How you can see he was having success at the end of last right. year, and he's kind of carrying it over to this year. Right,
0: and and you know I was very interested in Boyd because uh, in you know after his big week in week two, mm-hmm. before I went to waivers to pick up guys, I watched a film on like a couple guys, and he was one of them. And I was like, I'm, I was even more impressed about what he did than Calvin. What Calvin Ridley did. Um, and if I had to pick between the two, like if both guys were on your waivers after week three, I would have picked up. I picked up Boyd over Ridley. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that Boyd is just a better receiver you heard right here now. first.
1: Boyd is going to be a top-ten ten. <laughs> receiver. No, I, I do think that like he's going to be an every-week start, especially in PPR leagues. So, um, just a little more on John Brown. Did not practice Wednesday. The injuries disclosed. Um, he was spotted on the field Wednesday without a helmet or pads while working with special teams. But he didn't return once individual drills commenced. Uh, basically, you're going to have to circle back and see what it, what it is. Is it possible? He, he's got the sickle trait. I mean, is it possible? Siri,
0: oh. set a reminder to trade for
1: Michael Crabtree in three hours. Okay. Okay, I'll remind you. Thanks, Siri. All right. Make sure everybody have your reminder set. Can't wait till you forget about that, and then three hours your phone goes off, and you're just like, what the I'm going to be like, what trade for Michael Crabtree? Why? Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: all right. So, uh, Jarvis Landry, like, oh, by the way, just on Boyd. Uh, again, I just want to mention that this is one of the highest scoring games of the week, and he, he should probably be in your lineup just because it might be a shootout. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, Jarvis Landry. You're probably going to start Jarvis Landry every single week, every single but week. I need. I just wanted to bring him up because Mayfield targeted Landry after he came in on 39 percent of his throws. 39% I mean, that's
1: there. good. Uh, better than anybody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to mention, he goes up against old man Leon Hall. Like, this is my favorite dude. This is my you, favorite dude, dude in the NFL. Every week we bring up old man Leon every, Hall. Every week to bring up Leon Hall. Week. Who's going to burn him, right? And, you know, he's given up the fourth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers so far this year. Jarvis is going to get his, regardless. Um, you're and I probably think it's kind him.
1: of The second we saw Baker come onto the field, yeah. his first throw. Landry. Was to Landry. And it was a good throw. Yeah. And we saw their chemistry kind of spark right this, this away. This QB and... change is just gonna benefit him so much. We've been talking about I feel like you've been I've talking been... about Baker, like if Baker, if yeah, Baker and, and it it's gonna, gonna happen. Say, it's gonna now happen now that Baker. Yeah. And, 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 Are uh, you picking up Baker?
0: yeah, so like, you know, I think that's a good as a great great question because I was gonna bring up the fact that like I like it more for his weapons. Than I do for Baker himself, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, if you like everybody, if you like Njoku, you like Callaway, you like um, you know Landry, you kind of like Baker too. The question is, is Baker going to have the touchdowns, right? I can see him putting up yardage, having good games, 250-1-1 200, one one or something, 250-2-0, mm-hmm. two and, and those are good games. Um, but will he light it up? But like he's a to touchdown machine. Yeah, he's going to be a touchdown machine, and he can. He has the weapons. I think if he utilizes Njoku more, right, exactly, then he could
1: be. That's their main goal line threat, I think. Um, in Njoku. Um, and Njoku didn't have a single catch for the first half, and then once Baker got in, it's a small sample size, but he had two long catches. Right, and and the yardage that he put up with Baker in that second half is more yardage than he had
0: in the first two games combined. Yeah. So I uh, like Njoku <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Okay, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, much more so for Emmanuel Sanders against KC. I'm not benching a guy who's having as much success as Sanders has been having, but I just want to point out he's going up against a Chiefs defense. Uh, And this game in general is the highest projected total of the week, again. Um, The defense has not been good defending the past game. They're ranking 30th DVOA according to Football Outsiders. They're giving up the most, I'm sorry, the second most receptions to wide receivers in the league. Patrick Mahomes, balling. You you gotta expect the Broncos to have to continue to throw the ball all game long. As far as Demarius Thomas goes, he saw ten and eleven targets the first two games, so I think he's a you know, just fine start in PPR leagues in what could be a shootout in Denver.
1: I think Emmanuel Sanders' numbers from last week are a little Deceiving? A uh, little deceiving. Of course. A 35 yard touchdown rush. Exactly. Definitely gave him another. But 10 outside of that, so. he had what, 30 yards, 40 yards? He had five catches for 30
0: yards. Right, exactly. And so that's not good. Had... Had... And he had a good matchup, too. Mm-hmm. He did. So it's interesting. I mean, the game was in, Bal- in Baltimore. You got to take that in- into account. Mm-hmm. Their defense always plays better there. Um, so, you know, I think this is definitely. But either way,
1: the matchup's good this week. It's I'm not too to worried about his long term value. If anything, I'm yeah. worried more about Gay Skeenham. He does right. not look good. He hasn't looked this good. year. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully he, he can he, turn that around. He has around. a
0: shot to sling it in this game. So,
1: so we'll, we'll, we'll see what Case he does. Is, he's an upgrade. Right. From anything that had sure. last year. He's capable. And he's smart. He know he knows he's not playing well. Right. Right? He knows he has to improve. And he's smart enough to work on that. He's smart enough to improve. So I'm not too worried about Manuel Sanders. His numbers right. were a little inflated from last week, but yeah, still. I, I, I don't think Case
0: is a guy who. I'm am calling him by his first name because me and him are boys. Oh, um, really? I'm
1: am calling like
0: uh, he's not a guy who's gonna carry a team. Mm-hmm. He's a guy, game manager, a little bit more than a game manager who can support a team. That's why they're trying really hard to get this running game going um, with Lindsey and, and 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 Booker and who's the other guy they have? Oh, Freeman? Royce Freeman. Forgot about that guy who's oh, yeah, playing 25 who of snaps. In the third round. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're trying to get that. So it, so all the pressure isn't on Keenum. And I think that's where he's at his best. Just like last year, a lot of what the Vikings did was through their running backs. Latavius Murray, um, obviously they wanted to get Dalvin Cook. How involved was Dalvin Cook in the first couple games? I mean, really involved. Almost 30 touches a game. Yeah. Um, And then you got Latavius Murray uh, and, and Jarek McKinnon taking up a lot of work too. And then
1: they kind of bounced their play action off of that, you know, etc. Is it just me or is... Vince Joseph, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it. That's okay. I just think Vince Joseph is not a good NFL head coach. Yeah. No, I agree. He seems almost lost at times. He seems like he's trying to cover up what he's doing and trying to, like, make up for his bad decisions. I just don't – I'm not a fan of Vince. I'm either. not a fan either. And I'm I think a, if they got a different head coach in there, it could change a lot of things. I agree. And help the offense run a little bit. 100
0: 100%. Just a little side note. Sure. Um, Kenny Galladay in Dallas – This week I I think he's considered The number one wide receiver In Detroit right now Until further notice more
1: fantasy points Than Golden Tate More fantasy points Than Marvin Jones He's got Pretty sure He's got 28 targets Tate has 36 Jones has 23 Yeah And and Tate is gonna get his targets Right I mean he's that short To intermediate Exactly Type of guy But if you talk about More wide receiver one Production Exactly Kenny Galladay is your guy And He's
0: averaging 9 targets 6 receptions 85 yards over the last three weeks, that's pretty damn good. He's scoring in two of the last three games. He needs to be started. The, the, now the Dallas corners—they've actually done a pretty good job, except Chidobi Owusi. I think that's how you say it. I've only read it. I Chidobie never said Ouzier. it. Ouzier, right? That's how you say it, right? He's he's allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, lining up on his side of the field so far. And he wasn't great last year either. So, you know, this isn't just a one-year thing. Galladay,
1: second-run pick from a couple years yeah,
0: ago. Yeah, yeah. Gallery lines up on that side about 50% of the time. So we would expect,
1: you know, them to him to do most of his damage on that side. Breaking news. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Eagles safety. Ronnie McLeod out for the season with a torn MCL. Wow. Not good. Not good. For Eagles defense, that was already pretty weak against the pass. Not good they start up front. Still got that good defensive line, but Corey wow. Davis. Start him. Corey Davis, man, <laughs> he might have a he, he might shut people up this week.
0: Like he I might, hope so. I hope so too, because he's been getting so much hate. I'm, I'm really on the Corey Davis team because I've been in the Corey Davis team since he was drafted. Right. He, I was the, the only good, one last year. I was did you see team. that play? Last, I think it was last week where he caught that screen and broke like four tackles for 15 yards. I mean, he's that's... doing
1: the best he can with what he's given. Exactly. Anyway, and on a side note, Kenny Galladay. I don't remember if it was last week against the Patriots, but he made this play where basically the ball was intercepted and he punched the ball. Right. Yeah. I think we talked about this last time. This was um. Uh, this is my. This was the, play the was the first, first game. That was the first game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a good play. It was against the Jets. Oh, there it you go. It was against the Jets. Like, I think the Jets intercepted the ball. That's why I remember. Seeing and
1: uh, I think he punched the ball. I don't remember out if it was Tremaine
0: Johnson. I think it was Tremaine Johnson who intercepted. I
1: think it, it was the rookie. P something
0: corner rookie corner. No, no, no. We don't have a uh, no. We don't have a rookie corner on the outside. It, it was one of it was either Tremaine Johnson or uh, It'd be a second year corner. I don't remember what it was. Either way, yes. But yeah, and then he ran down the field, punched the ball out, and the lines recovered. <laughs> um I was like that. But yeah, that so Marvin Warner Jones, series. he spent he spent about thirty seven percent of his routes on Awozie's side. So he can take advantage as well if he's given, given some opportunities while lined up there. But the Cowboys have been very stout oh, Perry Nickerson, else.
1: Who? Perry Nickerson. Nickerson was the one who caught that? I th- he had like two interceptions or something.
0: Oh, I didn't know that he was the one who caught that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, man. Um, Randall Cobb. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Preferably in PPR against Buffalo. I agree with you. Okay, good. I mean, it was a tough last couple games. It, it, for Cobb, I, it really was. I, but I think he's in a good spot this week against Teron Johnson in the slot in Buffalo. I think you know Johnson. You know if you look at his, you look at his stats, he had a good tackling game last week. But that's not necessarily a good thing when it comes to coverage. But the
1: Bills have given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers so far this season. Now with that stat, yeah, I think something we have to keep in mind: as bad as the Bills' defense has been, yeah. true Davis White has been the definition of a shutdown. He's been
0: really good. He's been. Incredible!
1: Amazing. I think he's one of the top on PFF. I think Pro Football Focus. Yeah. I think he's like the top-rated corner right now. I think he did a great job on Diggs last week. I saw that game too. Exactly. Diggs almost had two touchdowns last week,
0: but White did a really good job on him.
1: And so White's going to be all over Adams. We saw what Thielen did in the slot last week. I mean, it's just it's Thielen, so we know exactly. he's going to have a good game either way.
0: But but that's a good point. Tredavious on Adams. And you know Rodgers is going to continue to look Cobb's way. I mean, he did look Cobb's way last year. Last week, Jimmy
1: Graham may even not play.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. So that's
1: just one less target. That's interesting
0: because uh, you know he did see eleven targets last week. Cobb did. Yeah, Cobb saw eleven targets. So I think it was a game. It was a game to forget. Mm -hmm. I mean, he there was almost a pick. um, You know, Cobb. The
1: Redskins just beat him up.
0: Yeah, Cobb like almost caused a pick. Uh, He fumbled. It was, it, was a, it was a
1: bad And Rodgers is still injured. I mean, he's just practicing for the first time in three weeks on right. Thursday. Exactly. Today, so... Oh, really? I,
0: th- I think I saw he's practicing That's true, today. because last week, he's, his first practice was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, so, I think Cobb does have a good chance to bounce back. He just It's just tough to bench him in PPR when you have Rodgers. Um, I want to move on to Mike Williams. We talked about him before. He hasn't played a full complement of snaps yet. He's going against 49ers. He moves all around the formation, though, and he's produced. This week, he'll, he'll go up against a 49ers defense who's been a liability. Without Richard Sherman. Yeah, on the left side of the field, and in the slot, giving up the
1: fifth and the left-most fantasy points. No Richard Sherman. Um, I think this game really boils down is if how much they need to throw. Right. They could literally just Melvin Gordon. Use Melvin Gordon the whole entire game. Austin Eckler gives he a compliment to both of them out there. Uh, it's, it's just tough to see the 49ers with all the people they've lost. With Jimmy Garoppolo out. Jerick McKinnon out. Richard Sherman's going to miss some time. It's a shame. They had so much potential. but Yeah, they
0: really did. Now, I I think we think about this a lot, you know, as far as, like, a team not having to throw the ball a ton. But I think it doesn't happen as often as we think. I think the games are usually a little bit closer than we think. Um, and we saw that example of that was Minnesota and Buffalo last week. My goodness. Um, yeah. I do want to mention Stephen Diggs for tonight. Um, they're in L.A. You know, you're going to start him. But I just wanted to point out, that, like we said earlier, that Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters are both out Both out tonight. And it it's going to be a close game. They're going to need to throw it. They're going to need to throw it ball. Um Want to mention Tyler Lockett in Arizona. There's no word on whether Doug Baldwin will suit up this week. If he does, I'll downgrade Lockett, honestly, for this particular week because he'll see more snaps on the right side of the field. That's where Patrick Peterson lines up. If Baldwin doesn't play, Lockett's going to see a majority of his snaps again from the slot where the Cardinals have been pretty bad. They've been giving up the fifth most fantasy points in the first three games. Again, Buda Baker, you know, he's playing that hybrid safety nickel corner role, and it's not really working out when it comes to guarding slot-wide receivers. So I think Lockett, you know, he'll be looking to extend his touchdown streak to four games this week. Deshaun Jackson uh, in Chicago. I can see I can D-Jax bouncing back. I think he can get behind Cal Fuller. You know, he's been getting They're gonna torched. They're going to need to throw. They're going to need to throw. <laughs> Again. Like, exactly. And, you know, uh, they've been getting... He's been... Kyle Fuller, in general, like, whenever I, I, I feel like I watch his games, I turn on the TV, like, Monday Night Football, and Kyle Fuller's getting torched. I mean, he's a good corner at times, but... I don't know. He, he just gives up big plays. So, I feel like, you know... Uh, and even on the other side of the field, amukamara you know, he's... I think he's the better corner out of the two, personally, but... He can be burned, too. He's always going for those picks. He's always jumping routes. So one double move by, G, uh, by d Jackson, and I think it's a wrap. Um, just keep in mind, Chicago's defense is definitely better overall I do home. like the
1: safeties for the Bears. <clears throat> no, They're it's true. A good pair of safeties, Eddie it's Jackson true. and Adrian Amos.
0: But I do think, like, in DFS, like, if you're playing GPPs, d Jackson might be a good play just because... He didn't score last week, so he's not the hotness anymore. Can you explain what GPPs are for people? Tournaments, are... like so. If you're you know playing DraftKings, you have cash lineups, you have GPP lineups, which is also another name for tournaments. You know GPPs tournaments. You kind of you know you want a good roster, but you're kind of shooting for a ceiling rather than a high floor when you're playing in cash lineups. So uh, you know Djax isn't necessarily the most consistent option, which is why you know he might be a lower owned player this particular week, just because he wasn't the hotness last week. That's all. Um, if you want more details about that, we have another podcast, DFS podcast, coming lower up. Lower foot. Actually, no, no we don't have a DFS podcast. Maybe we should have a DFS podcast next. We could. Year. Okay. The lower foot. Let's think. <laughs> I'm all for it. Corey Davis. We mentioned him. Um, stardom. Stardom. Um, listen, the hate against this offense is real. A banged-up Mariota going up against Jacksonville isn't necessarily the point at which I would be judging him. I do think Mariota has been mediocre at best during his career, but he can make a wide receiver relevant, especially a prototypical number one wide receiver in Corey Davis. And
1: we've seen that wide receiver over the years be a tight end, Delaney Walker. Yeah, and now he's going to get a ton of market share without that wide receiver. I mean, without without Rashad Matthews, Matthews,
0: who was the other wide receiver that he was making relevant. Uh, so the, his favorite wide receiver and his favorite tight end over the past couple of years is gone. Okay. Um, and regardless, Corey Davis was still the number one wide receiver there. <laughs> even yeah. though, even if those even, guys were still there.
1: Yeah, if the Walker and... Uh, Rashad Matthews? Rashad, I don't know why I can't remember his name. That's okay. But is even if they were both still name. there, I would still be the same amount of high on Corey Davis. Anything I mean, I, I wouldn't be
0: as high because the market share isn't going to be as high. But, but like, at the same time, if you have Delaney Walker, you have someone who can balance the field. That's true. You know That's what I mean? very true. And the way that they were already trying to move Corey Davis around the field, that means the offense was tailored towards him. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see a wide receiver moving around the formation like that, they're the main guy. You see that with him. You see that with Alshon Jeffrey as well. Um, you see that with, you know, a lot of number one wide receivers. Um, so now I think it's going to be just him and Taywan Taylor, most likely. Now, this is a Philly defense that isn't good on the perimeter. Um, like I said, they move Davis around enough. He's going to get his targets. And just to put that coverage into numbers, Philly's defense has given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers so far on Jalen Mills' side of the field and the seventh most on Ronald Darby's side of the field. And they're not really great against the slot either. So I think Davis is going to be just fine in this matchup. Yeah. Okay. Going to move on to some desperate starts. I mentioned Allen Robinson. He's going up, up against Tampa Bay. And, like... I'm calling it desperate just because Mitch Trubisky isn't that good. He's not playing well. Um, if Trubisky was having a good season, Allen Robinson would be a no question. Of course. And, you know, he couldn't get it going last week. And But I just think it'll be hard to, like, not get going against, you know, this week against Tampa Bay. They're banged up on D. And, like I said, the problem isn't Robinson, it's Trubisky. You know, he had that 10-catch, 14-target game two weeks ago, and that's kind of what we're chasing. You know, if you're starting Robinson this week, and in PPR formats, he's a little bit tough to bench. In standard leagues, I think he's a little bit easier to bench, though.
1: Who if you would have you rather start? Who would you rather start? Okay. Mitch Trubisky or Baker Mayfield? Mayfield. Wasn't even a hesitation?
0: No, I don't think so. I just think he has uh, he has better weapons.
1: It's a better offense. Um, yeah. Trubisky at home against Oakland rather than Mayfield in the playoffs. I, I also
0: think Mayfield might run it a little bit more, too. Yeah. Even though he doesn't really look to take off. He Trubisky's looks, he not looks a bad downfield. runner either. He's not. He's not. I just think... You, do you think that Mayfield's floor, r- rushing floor, is lower than Trubisky's rushing floor? Probably, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah Trubisky looks pretty... Trubisky's a pretty good athlete. Yeah, he is. When he was going up against uh, Russell Wilson in you know, that Seahawks game, he looked better than Russell Wilson running the ball. I you
1: mean, know he looks pretty, really good running the ball? Pretty athletic.
0: Yeah, Josh. Josh out. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, you know my mind. I
0: do. I mean, he looked like Cam Newton a little bit. A little bit. I mean, he's a big dude. Who's he's pretty jumping athletic. Over people jumping over, dude. That was cr- Have you ever seen a quarterback jump over a dude like that? I have not. <laughs> that was nuts. But yeah. I'm good for him. He's like a He's like a a mini Cam. I think. I can't even call him mini. He's pretty big. And it's pretty similar too. Like both have good arms. Both have accuracy issues and both can run the ball. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Okay, moving on. Okay, another desperate start. Kenyon Drake. What the hell do you do with this guy? In New England, he was a buzzkill last week, man. He saw only seven touches. Um, Now, let let me explain how that game happened, right? They only ran... Like, why did he only see seven touches? The Dolphins only ran 39 plays last week. That's ridiculously low. The average of plays run this year is around 65. The Dolphins, as a whole... They've run about fifty-five game plays per game on average, so I think Drake's usage should bounce back to what we saw week one and week two. Which isn't a ton, but he's definitely more usable. The Dolphins' game plan this particular week, I don't know if you agree as a Patriots fan, they're likely gonna it's likely gonna involve trying to keep Tom Brady off the field, which would involve running the damn ball. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots have not been really good against the run this year. They've allowed the third most rushing yards. yards per attempt through three weeks. And we did think Drake was going to bounce back last week against a bad Raiders rushing defense, but the game flow was very weird. Those big plays the Dolphins had didn't really let him, you know, like the Dolphins just didn't have the ball that long because early in their drives, they would get these crazy long plays twice. Um, So I think Drake, no doubt, is tough to trust right now, but we should see him get back to the, you know, like 15 Plus touch range in a good matchup. I wouldn't really worry about negative game script here because Jake is the primary pass catcher and he's not going to be taken off the field in that scenario. Um, I want to talk about Ken, Carry On Johnson. Uh, carry On Johnson in Dallas. He gave Detroit their first 100 yard rusher in five years against the Patriots last week. Good job, Carry On. The, the city loves you. Um, he's still sharing work with LaGarrette Blount on early downs, but at least he's cutting into theoretics third down work a little bit, which is really is really it's kind of intriguing. some work
1: from Blunt, some work for Riddick, and if they don't give this guy more touches... They really do. ...then I think Matt Patricia deserves to get fired. Because,
0: <laughs> I, I mean, just look, like... Well, I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Yards of carry. 100%. 100%. No, the game script did work out for them a little bit uh-huh. perfectly for the Lions last week. They did go up early. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a scenario where Dallas gets to a huge lead this week or anything either. So, Jonathan should be involved throughout... We can expect around 15 touches at least, you know, with the hope that the number goes up. While Blunt is slowly phased out, you know, in the next game or two, I hopefully, um, you know, they had the same amount of carries last week, except Johnson doubled Blunt's output. <laughs> you know, as far as the matchup is concerned, though, the Cowboys were doing well against the run, but they're not gonna be. They're not gonna have Sean Lee, you know, for a few weeks. So this defense is a completely different defense without Sean Lee uh, in the middle of the field.
1: Leighton Vander Esch though,
0: yeah, I'm good. I'll start <laughs> carrying on this week. Like, would you? Would you? How would you classify him? R- running back two flex. I could see him getting RB two numbers this week.
1: Like I a low end RB two. I RB2. think I could see that too. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because
0: the running back landscape is also kind of crazy this this year, right? I mean, you you have like n- nobody's kind of in the top twenty four.
1: <laughs> it's just it's just a weird year I yes I, I but like you said i think carrying on johnson is a good desperate start i think if so. that makes sense i think so um i sounded I like
0: you gotta start him even though he's in the desperate start section but he's probably the best out so of you gotta, the all the starts. desperate
1: starts is the best desperate, right exactly
0: start. um definitely better than the next one chris carson in arizona what is uh, up <laughs> i don't know man Seattle listen back. you gotta be pretty desperate to have carson in your lineup you know this is an okay week to take a shot. Remember, I'm really qualifying myself there. Not only are you taking a shot, but this is an okay week to take a shot. <laughs> it's not even a good week. So, you know, that's what you're doing. Can we predict game script? Maybe. 34. It, it, yeah, I mean, if we get it right, touches. is Carson the guy for sure? We don't even know that. Right? I mean, Carson... All I, know I saw a penny dropped in like two or three leagues. Oh, God, I know. I know. Pick him up. Car- Carson had 32 carries last week, you know... Penny did fumble a handoff, you know, and, like, Ooh. I guess that's what landed him in P. Kyle's doghouse after that. The Cardinals, they've allowed the most fantasy points to running backs, you know, but Jordan Howard couldn't get it done last week. But as, here, as he either here there, I was kind of pissed about that. Nothing makes um, sense anymore. <laughs> Arizona, they, they do play better uh, at home on defense. Their offense is so anemic, though, that, you know, you have to expect the Seahawks to be in the game, continue to try to run the ball at least. So I'm personally trying to stay away from this backfield. But if you have no other options, I guess you can hope for Carson to get at least half of the volume he received last week. Um, this one's kind of crazy. Alfred Morris in PPR. Wow. In LA. Hear me out.
1: What? Prefer
0: Alfred Morris in PPR. Is it because Matt Frieden may not play? No. Wow. It, obviously, he's... a. A good start if Matt Breida doesn't yeah, play. Obviously. But in what world is this a thing where Alpha Morris is getting people out? Now, C.J. Bether's the reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with C.J. Beathard at QB for the 49ers last year, he forced Carlos Hyde into being a pass-catching back, and he might do the same to Alpha Morris. Matt Breida is probably being started every week at this point because of his production, but Morris is still getting touches and will be on the field. He actually led the backfield in touches in each week. Um, in, in six full games Beathard played last year, he targeted Carlos Hyde and Matt Breida 68 times in six games. Hyde himself averaged 8.3 targets per game. In the next five games, you know when Jimmy G started, the two running backs saw a total of 19 targets. So we're, we're talking 68 targets in six games to 19 targets in five. So that's obviously a huge bump. And if you're forced into des- desperation mode this week, I think Morris can provide a decent floor in PPR. I'm so weird saying this. In PPR leagues going forward, if Bethard continues to check it down a ton. Obviously, we have to monitor whether Breida starts getting more touches and more of a percentage of uh, running back touches than Morris. But for now, I think he can actually provide a decent floor in PPR leagues. We'll see. You know, this is not the week I want to start him uh, just because it's the first week with Beathard. Um, but Beathard has actually... Targeted the running back more than any quarterback has in the last 10 years. Um, do you want to
1: hear the definition of a desperate start? Yes. Read my mind. Do it again. Come on. You have did it before.
0: Uh, Buck Allen? No. Same team. The, that was my next guy.
1: Same team. Same team? Were you just going to say Alex Collins? No, no, no. Same team as the 49ers. Oh. Uh, Kyle <laughs> Do You know, he has two less total fantasy points than Alvin Morris right now. Really? Alfred Morris is the 40th-ranked running back. Kyle Juszczyk is the 41st. That's Kyle ridiculous. Juszczyk has over 100 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown, eight more targets than Morris, and four more catches than Morris. That's amazing. Could we see? I don't think so. A fantasy-relevant, I mean, desperate, desperate desperate, 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 Like
0: You're talking double desperate. I mean, would you rather start Alfred Morris or, or Kyle Juszczyk? Alfred Morris, because he <laughs> runs the ball. But... And he's also the goal back. Kyle,
1: you said, <laughs> If you're in a 20-team league and you need to fill in... Pick his ass up. Yeah. That's what
0: Joey's saying. Why right not? Now. In a 20-team league? Dude, I would love... You know what's 20? I'm in a 20-team league. 20 I would team league. love may be available. to start Kyle Juszczyk one week. I think I'm going to do it. Hold on. I'll so, try. also keep in mind, Matt Brita... Did hyper-extend his knee last week. So monitor his status. He didn't practice yesterday, on Wednesday. And if he doesn't go, I would say just fire Morris Someone
1: up. Someone owns Kyle Yuschek.
0: <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. I mean, I guess in the 20-team league, you gotta like really look for running backs. You gotta think heck? deep. I can see that.
1: Where the heck owns Kyle Yuschek.
0: Okay. Alright, either way, my heart's broken. Uh, okay, Buck Allen obviously in PPR in Pittsburgh this game has one of the highest projected score totals for the week. There's a good chance the Ben the Steelers go up early in this game. I'm going to expect more passing than usual even in a division game, uh, divisional game. Now, this if this was in Baltimore, I might think a little differently, but the Steelers tend to light it up at home. Uh, Buck Allen's stat totals are like terrible, but except when it comes to touchdowns and receptions. So, I think he should have a floor in this game about three to four receptions. Um, and he's being used around the goal line in both a pass and run game. So, you know, he's a good chance of scoring. Um, in either, you know, he has four touchdowns this week this year. I mean, in he I think he scored in yeah, he scored in each game. And last game he had two touchdowns. I know I lost last week. So my opponent had Buck Allen and he scored those two touchdowns and I was just pissed. I'm like you're gonna start Buck Allen who has like a total of like eight yards in this game and beat my ass with Buck Allen. that's just that's just sad, but yeah. you can beat someone's ass this week with Buck Allen uh, if you're not in the PPR league and you're playing him you're just praying for a touchdown as the preferred goal line back he's at the running back right now it's amazing it's, it's amazing it's sad but amazing at the same time um, Willie Sneed this is going deep a little bit PPR preferred he has a good matchup this week against Mike Hilton in the slot. Um, You know, he's continuing a trend from last season, giving up the third most fantasy points so far to slot wide receivers. I like Snead as a desperate play this week, only because the Ravens are going to have to air it out. Um, He should still get his targets, and he could end up with five to six catches and maybe a score. Um, So if you're looking for somebody in your flex, I think Snead is is a better option than most. Yeah. I agree with that. Christian Kirk, he's a serious desperation play this week, but the matchup isn't so bad. We saw that Josh Rosen and him had a little bit of a connection. The preseason numbers show a rapport between the two as well, um, and they've done a bunch of work together during the summer. Of course, Larry Fitzgerald needs to get the damn ball. This offense is a mess, but super, super desperate, 14-team league. You know, Christian Kirk might be somebody you need to start this week. Uh, moving on to D.D. Westbrook against the Jets. in PPR. The perimeter is kind of where the Jets have been pretty good, like in the secondary, but the liability is in the slot. You know, Buster screen isn't so great defending. Uh, You know, Westbrook hasn't really gotten a ton of volume, but if you're desperate, he has a good matchup. He has a shot to get more targets than usual with Keelan Cole having a tougher matchup on the outside. He showed us against the Patriots he just needs one play. Yeah, exactly. He just needs one play. You know, he, he had a couple of good games to start the season. Tough matchup last week. So, you know, you can do worse if you're desperate this week, honestly. Okay. Mr. Every Other Week, Amari Cooper. Oh. I mean, honestly, if that was his nickname... What a headache. If Mr. Every Other Week was Amari Cooper's nickname, that would actually be a compliment. I think it would be better than what he's been doing throughout at his career. At least you know where to start
1: him. <laughs>
0: uh, Denzel Ward, the Browns' rookie corner. He's shown some great flashes. He also gave him some big plays, but he's also been, you know, looking at Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown. He's a rookie. He's a good He's a rookie corner. good corner. Um... You know, with, with, with how much Cooper yeah. moves around, I don't think he sees too much of him anyway. But even if he does, I'm not necessarily staying away because of it. If this rookie shuts him down, though, like, I'm cutting Amari Cooper. Like, I mean, I don't even know what, what else to say. <laughs> what do you do with Amari Cooper right now?
1: You can't. You just keep him on your bench? It's you like start him. to Devin Cook. It's what like, do you do? you got to keep him on your team. You're trading him away. You're trading him away for nothing. But is he nothing? He's not nothing. But you just can't trade him this week. I mean, you could have traded him after week two. You get you gotta Do you wait. do
0: you wait for a big week and then sell him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. For another wide receiver,
1: of course. I think I'd do that too. I'd pay to get the headache off my team for sure. Hopefully, he blows up this week so you can sell him. Like Jordy Nelson last week. Right.
0: Would you have bought Jordy Nelson the waiver wire? By the way, just curious about what your take is on Jordy Nelson.
1: I. I didn't even bid on him.
0: He was. A free, really, he, he was. He
1: was on waivers. That just seems like a trap. Outlandish game. Right. Not and I seem like gonna happen and every it, week.
0: you're going to be kind of playing the game of who's going to have a bigger game, Amari Cooper or Drew Nelson every
1: week. Would you agree? The most consistent part of that offense is still Jared Cook, who leads the team right. in 260 yards, 22 targets. Right. Marshawn Lynch scoring every game, too. Marshall, yeah, go. that's true. Marshawn Lynch is doing good. He's catching some passes. Amazing. Um...
0: I do think like this week we have to temper expectations on Marshawn Lynch. He's scored in each game, uh, but he's pretty de- touchdown-dependent, I think, right now. the Browns, I like his usage. I do. I do as well. The Browns have been good against the run. Uh, if you're starting Lynch, you're hoping for that touchdown. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, Cleveland isn't, like, the best. Um, you know, they've just allowed two we touchdowns to James Conner. They've allowed two touchdowns to Isaiah Crowell. So I think Lynch has a good shot of of continuing that streak. So I would temper my expectations a little bit, but obviously if Lynch doesn't score, you're kind of left with like six or seven points. If you're in
1: a standard, he's good every two. Oh,
0: 100%.
1: PPR, you're kind of, you know. He may have other options, but if you don't, you start him, why not?
0: If you're in a PPR league, I'll probably sell Marshawn. You know, try to get somebody who's less dependent, maybe package him up with somebody else and get like a Joe Mixon or something like that. That's kind of what I would try to do. Um, Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook, yeah. Kareem Hunt uh, in Denver. Similar thing, but just on a really, really good offense. Um, Denver, they have the best defensive front in the NFL, or one of the best defensive fronts. They're tough to run on, especially at home. I wouldn't really expect a huge rushing total for Hunt, uh, but he's always in line for a goal line attempt or two on this high-powered offense. So I would try to have some like high-floor guys around him in your lineup most weeks in case he doesn't get that touchdown.
1: I'm selling Kareem Hunt high. Yeah. I yeah. don't like his value for the future. I mean, you have to think at some point... Defenses will start to figure out Patrick Mahomes. Maybe not completely. I think he's still going to be successful. What about in standard, though? Would you rather have Hunt or Marshawn Lynch in standard? Marshawn. Why? Because they're both Mm touchdown-dependent. Kareem Hunt's seeing the work. But, although the Chiefs are a high-powered offense right now, and if that downgrades at all, then we could see little to no production from Hunt. The Raiders are in a, you know, they're not in the same offense as the Chiefs at all. Right. And Marshawn Lynch is still getting a touchdown each week. He's still, I think he's averaging. Let me see. Well, do you think
0: if the Chiefs get slowed down, they start using Kareem Hunt in the passing game? I, he's I not seen I mean, any targets in the passing right, game. Right. But, but, I
1: mean, I but between th- Damian Williams th- the thing and is, Spencer everything else, Ware, is, everything else is working
0: right now. Right. They're, they're throwing a ton to Kelsey and their wide receivers. That's working right now. If that yeah. ends up slowing down,
1: I think they could use Hunt out of the backfield. He's a really, really good pass catcher. Well, that's when I say sell him And, high and you, you want to get him in there space. there is a lot of risk there. I mean, Kareem Hunt, let's see, he's got three targets in three games. Yeah, it's terrible right now. Uh, Anthony Sherman, the fullback, has two. W- which is Spencer why... Spencer Ware has four. Which is why
0: you have to have that expectation that his floor is going to be very, very low. So... I do want to move on because we're getting a little bit uh we getting pretty far. We're a little distracted. But Quincy Nunwa against Jacksonville, I just want to say that he's a little bit desperate this week. Aaron Colvin isn't their nickel corner anymore, but DJ Hayden has been pre- he's been playing pretty well so far. And Nunwa, you know, will probably be the only place Sam Darnold wants to throw the ball against the Jaguars. Uh, you know, I guess he's a little bit safe. I think his floor is a little bit lower in you know this week in PPR leagues. So I'm tempering my expectations. I'm not starting him in standard, uh, but you know, I, I, but the thing is, like, I don't think the Jags are blind to the fact that Sam loves Quincy. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, something interesting: uh, the Jets and Browns game. I don't know if you saw it a lot, but they did a lot of wide receiver screens. They
0: did. They, they using they're using Quincy in that respect too. Like instead of running the ball, they would just throw it to Quincy and yeah, let him like have power three... through.
1: Three receivers lined up on the right, yeah. chuck it over to Quincy, have him gain 5, yeah. ten yards. And I can see them
0: doing that against the Jaguars.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's good that they're trying to get him the ball in different ways. Yeah, exactly. Keep his value, his floor high. Exactly.
0: So a couple sits. Um, I think Jamal Williams is an obvious one. Um, yeah. It's a three-man backfield. You know, neither him, Aaron Jones, or Montgomery is going to get enough work. And if anybody's going to get more carries, it's probably going to be Aaron Jones. I Would saw a video. Aaron Jones? No, I wouldn't. No, not this week. Because... You know, not yet. You just can't start him yet. I mean, Williams kind of needs to be out of the picture before I start Aaron well, Jones. Let's say
1: desperate start against with a good matchup.
0: I still can't do it. Still can't do it. Not if he's getting six carries. You know, if, if Williams is still involved, right, and Ty Montgomery's is still involved too. If if Aaron Jones is only getting six, seven carries a game, even if he's getting ten carries a game, he's still a tough start. Yeah. Um, I I need to see like twelve. Thirteen before I start considering him. Even though he's explosive, he can take anyone to the ha- any of those carries to the house. But I saw a video of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers talking about him, and he just like seemed really happy to have him back. He <laughs> said, so "Thank God, I needed some help." <laughs> he seems really happy. some kind of help. He also seemed on still on drugs. Aaron Rodgers. Good for uh, But anyway, um, I'm sure that pain management is real. Um, I think. Do you think Jamal Williams is droppable right now? Yeah. Ten team league, droppable. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. 14 team league, 10 team. Of course, 14, 14 team league droppable. Would you keep him? Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Like you could, what kind of ceiling does this guy have at this point? Well, he it, had two weeks. The only thing is, Aaron
0: Jones teams. gets hurt again. That's about it.
1: Yeah. Right. It's like, what kind of ceiling did he yeah. have anyway? I, was,
0: I, I think Ty Montgomery is. Well, I would rather have Ty Montgomery because he's going to have PPR, a role. I,
1: PPR, it's uh, for me. It's Aaron Jones. Ty Montgomery and the Jamal Williams. Right, exactly. I think in any format. Actually. Okay,
0: um, I'm probably gonna sit Blal Powell, Isaiah Crowell, against the Jaguars. Um, you know Powell did have a huge day in against PPR, the Jaguars last are you year. Start Powell? I don't know, man. You know, I think honestly, like even if he gets five or six catches, I just don't know if, that he will. You know, um, think about it. Where you know where are the Jaguars gonna, going to, uh, focus on? Right, because they know they're not going to throw it to the outside because they're not throwing it to the outside already. Right, So where are the Jets going to try to do their damage? It's going to be to Quincy Nunoah in the slot, wide receiver screens, and to the running back. So I just think the Jaguars are going to focus on that. Um, it's just going to be tough for the Jets to move the ball, um, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think, obviously, like if you need a running back and Blal-P- you're depending on Bilal Powell, I think you go for it. I think Isaiah Correll is a tougher start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that like that's the way they're going to try to move the ball. Um, Through their running game and through their running backs um, out of the backfield, but uh, it's just it's tough to start these guys against Jacksonville. He did have a big day, but that was before Marcel Darius. They got Marcel Darius from the Bills, um, who made a huge difference. Uh, Peyton Barber uh, in Chicago. Don't start him. Don't Don't start him. Um, And Chicago is so tough right now against running backs. They're allowing two point eight seven yards per carry. That defense right now, second least amount of fantasy points per game to running backs. Not good. Um, you know the Bears have seen the Packers, Seahawks, and Cardinals, so nothing crazy. But I can't imagine Peyton Barber coming into Chicago and tearing things up. So he's going to be on my bench this week. Are you cutting Peyton Barber?
1: Yeah, yeah. He just he was just dropped in my twelve-team league. I have no interest in picking him up. Okay, okay. Uh, he's a starting running back for whatever that for whatever that's yeah, worth. I think it's worth, worth something. Something, but you know? he's just I don't like him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just think games like the Philly game, for example, you kind of got to throw those games out. Like this game against Chicago, kind of got to throw it out, you know, because when you have when you go against like these tough defenses, you just the game plan becomes a different thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. He's still a starter. I'll be interested after this game. I think they're on a, they're on a buy, so I'll be interesting if Rojo becomes active after that.
1: You picking up Rojo? Maybe
0: if I need running back help and you have a spot, you know.
1: It's expendable spot right. on your bench. Why not? Right now, that, especially in a bye week, it's hard.
0: Well, no, I wouldn't pick him up this week. I'll pick him up after the bye. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Like especially right now, in a bye week, people will probably have Adrian Peterson, Christian McCaffrey, guys like that right. on their bench. Exactly, exactly. May so, yeah. you not know, have the room. Yeah,
0: I'm not interested too because Rojo looked terrible in the preseason. So, oh, yeah. um, right now my my flyer spot is Taywan Taylor. So we'll see how that works out. Even though I own I own Corey Davis too, but
1: I'm trying to get some pieces to trade, maybe. Yeah, a lot of times it's about value. I've value had is people value. say like, "Oh, I have. Uh, should I pick up? Should I pick up Calvin Ridley? I have Julio Jones." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. If Jones gets hurt, you have a wide yeah. receiver one. And people will know
0: that you're willing to trade him too, so they're gonna you're gonna get a lot of trade offers. Like, I have guys who have like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones on the same team. So obviously, they're gonna want to get rid of Marvin Jones uh, because they don't want to they don't want to you know depend too much on one offense. So yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so, Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis against Philadelphia, you know, outside of the first week, neither of these two gave you anything to be excited about, you know, and that was only Deion Lewis that first week, so they're just tough to use. In PPR leagues, Deion Lewis is probably the better play on any given week, but it's going to be tough to predict game flow, you know, if he does get volume, like, if Derrick Henry gets volume, he can end up giving you what he did the last two weeks, and that was 18 carries, 56 and 57 yards, so... Nothing crazy. He has a ceiling of
1: five points. Right. No
0: scores. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe they, they can move the ball in the, the pass game and he can get like a, a red zone. If like he gets a goal
1: hit, line. Goal line. But
0: are you really going to depend on that? You know, and against this Philly run defense, like, I'm good.
1: No, thank you. So one thing I wanted to bring up before we wrap it up. Bring up before we wrap it up. Uh, Sonny Michelle Sony Michelle Going against the Dolphins. Could be a positive game script. Rex Burkhead just placed on IR. I mean, are you jumping to start him? I think he saw fourteen carries last week. We can see that increase. And if that increases, then what kind of yardage is he's gonna is he gonna get? Um I think now is a good time to buy low. I agree. But I've been throwing at, offers
0: out for him, but he just hasn't looked that good.
1: Yeah, I mean two games in, both just the offenses have not looked good. And 100%. I think once we see Gordon in, once we see Edelman in, we're going to see a much yeah. better offense and then we see a much agree. better run game as well. And
0: their formations weren't... Like, the formations they've been running Sony Michelle out of, they aren't the typical formations the pages run out of because mm-hmm. you're missing guys like Edelman.
1: I, I, I think Bill's not showing his game plan because he knows he doesn't have the pieces to do so Exactly. Yet. He's... The play calling is lazy. They're just kind of forcing the run when they shouldn't. Exactly. They're not really... I mean, the Patriots had time to win the game against Detroit. That's right. They just didn't try. No, but how confident are you that this will be a positive game script, though? That's the thing. If it was in Miami, I would not be confident at all. In New England, if Josh Gordon plays, I'm much more confident. Right. Because the Tom Miami has a has, track record in Miami.
0: Right. Miami has played New England pretty well though in New as well. Um and they've been playing good, but you know, it's an interesting offense. We'll, I feel a
1: lot better at home with, Gordon with Josh in Gordon, the game. 100%, 100%. And yeah. oddly enough that makes a big difference for Sunday But Michelle.
0: I'm 100% with you about buying low whether he looked good or not. Volume is king. And, and he's, getting, he's, he's getting he's getting some targets too.
1: And the Patriots idea is they don't want to show their whole game plan. If you get to one and three, that's just not a good spot to come back from. Right. Right? So I think they're like, "All right, we if Conspiracy theory, right? Mm-hmm. They do lose two games. They let it happen, whatever. They didn't try it at the end against the Jaguars. Not really a lot of effort against the Lions. We have to kind of start playing now. You, you kind of have to start building it back, especially if you get Josh Gordon in the game. Edelman's going to be back next week. You have to start winning again. Right. Because if you go to 1-3, and three, it's just not good. And right. think, especially
0: with the Dolphins winning. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially it, it's a Divisional it, matchup. Right. If the Dolphins are 4-0... That's going to be tough to come back from. Tiebreaker yeah. at the end of the season. If the Dolphins keep it up, I think this is the Patriots. A game where the Patriots have a really good game plan. They've lost the last two games. I, there's, I just, it just makes so much sense. For this me is a Patriots fan
0: talking, break. guys. By the way, just wanted oh, to point that out. Yeah, we just... <laughs> He's wearing a Patriots hat in my house, and we're in New Jersey. I am a big Jets fan. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all right, guys. I appreciate we appreciate you guys listening, uh, and I um, hope you guys enjoy the game tonight. Should be a good one. Hoping that tonight. This is like one of the best Thursday night matchups I've been looking forward to in a long time.
1: This is I mean Vikings Rams, I mean that's that's legit. That's a good. Um, I mean it, we didn't even think the Browns and Jets were going to be good, that was but it ended up being a fantastic. Half. Yeah, that was game. great.
0: Um even but yeah. Enjoy the game tonight. Good luck this week. Um you know, if you want if you miss anything, you want more detail, I have the start Sit article. Basically everything we went over today in article form on upperhandfantasy.com so you can go check that out. You can follow me at upperhandfantasy. You can follow Joey at fantasy football analyst. Fantasy dot football dot analyst. Um go check him out. He has some awesome stuff on his IG as well. Um so again, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. I know you can there's a ton of fantasy football podcasts out there, so we appreciate the support. Um so yeah, have a great weekend and thanks again. See ya. Win your leagues.